Good evening. And two nights in a row. It's unbelievable. And thank you, as always, for tuning in tonight. Or if you watch this later, or you listen in on the podcast at a different time, I just want to say thank you. And I just am continuing to pray for you. And I appreciate your comments. I appreciate you letting me know that you're watching. And just like I have a list of people that attend 10 Mile Baptist Church, and I pray for them each day, I have tried to keep a list of each and every one of you who watch who aren't on the 10 mile list so that I can pray for you as well. And so um, even though I might not know what's going on in your life, I am praying for you. And so uh, please feel free to send a message, uh, comment, um, any way um, that you want us to know and that we are praying for you. Uh, because I think that's important to pray for one another. Um, tonight we are continuing our way through the book of Job, and I'm always amazed at how God knows what we need before we need it. I'm always thankful for as we preach through a book, Sometimes people will say, well, Jake, that's exactly what I'm going through. How did you know? And I don't know. It's just God's word. And tonight we are continuing our interaction with Job and Elahaz. And he was telling Job that everything that was going on in his life was a result of him and his sin and, and the problems that he was having. And we looked last night as it was the right thing to say at the wrong time. And tonight, if you were to read through Job, the fifth chapter, you would think that this is absolutely right. It is spot on with what the Bible teaches. But there is a problem sometimes when we apply God's word to situations that are above our pay grade. You see, I want you to read here in verse 6 and 7 of Job 5. Although affliction cometh not forth of the dust, neither does trouble spring out of the ground. Yet man is born into trouble as the sparks fly upward. I would seek unto God, and to God I would commit my cause. He says, Job Problems don't just come from nowhere. Problems don't just miraculously sprout out of the dirt. And so what he's really trying to say here is, Job, you know that you've caused this. Job, you know that you've sinned and done this to yourself. And so really his advice is very true many times that the consequences of our actions we deal with. But what 
Elahaz doesn't know is that Job has not done any specific sin to bring this into his life. I, uh, I have pastored a long time now, and I've seen people give me every excuse in the book. Well, pastor, I just can't believe this is happening to me. I never did anything to deserve this. But yet they were terrible to the people they worked with. They were um, terrible to their neighbors. And then their neighbors and the people that they worked with didn't want anything to do with them. And they sit there and say, I'm the victim. There are times when that is true. But there are other times when difficulties come into your life, when the situation is overwhelming, And God wants you to know that you've not done anything specific to bring that into your life. You're not being punished. You're not being um, picked on by God. Because sometimes that's very easy. And that's what Ephesus is telling Job. Come back to God because you've done what is wrong. He even says in verse 9, which does great things and unsearchable, miraculous things without number. He says God can heal you and God can forgive you and God can bless you and God can work and move in your life if you'll just come back to him. And you see, this advice is wonderful. I have preached sermons just like this. But in this situation, he's giving advice that doesn't apply. He's giving advice that is not true in this situation. I preached today a funeral, and I preached a funeral yesterday. I've sat with multiple other individuals this week as their loved ones have passed away. And... I can tell you it's never easy. But what I can tell you is this. Death is a consequence of the sin in Adam and Eve in the garden. But each person dying is not a direct result of they were bad, they were sinful, they were this, they were that. Jesus, in talking about the people who had been crushed in the tower, said they didn't do anything worse than someone else to eat to have this fate. But listen to what it says here in verse 13. He takes the wise in their craftiness, and the counsel of the forward is carried headlong. They meet with darkness in the daytime and grope in the noonday as in the night. He is trying to tell Job that earthly wisdom doesn't matter. That God is the one who is in control. That God is working and moving and has a purpose and plan for each and every one of our lives. And so he's telling Job, come back to God. If you'll just come back to God, God will make it all better. But yet Job hasn't ran from God. Job hasn't betrayed God. Job has been faithful. And tonight I want you to hear this. 
because I think this is very important for each and every one of us in our walk with God. Satan will try to convince you that your life is your fault. Now, I'm not saying that we're not responsible for the choices we make. But Satan will try to make you feel so guilty and so unworthy that God can't love you. He'll try to convince you that you weren't a good parent. He'll try to convince you that you weren't a good spouse. He'll try to convince you that you deserve this because one time in the third grade you stole a piece of gum. That's how Satan works. And if that's true and there's sin in your life tonight, God wants you to come back to him. But you cannot believe the lies that Satan tells you that God is done with you. That God is punishing you. That God has waited for you to return. You see, I think that is an amazing thing that the Bible teaches that I struggle with as a Christian. The Bible says that when we find forgiveness, that there is a time of refreshing, a time of joy, a time of excitement, a time of blessing in our relationship with God. But I struggle to enjoy that time with God because I always feel like I'm struggling with sin. I always feel like when I let my guard down or celebrate what God has done in my life, that I'm just going to mess it up again. And so there's not a time in my life to enjoy what God has done for me, to enjoy how God has been merciful to me. And God wants you to be rejoicing in Him, rejoicing in His love and mercy and grace for you. You see, it says here in verse 17, Behold, happy is the man who God corrects. Therefore, despise not the chastening of the Almighty. And so I know that God loves me because He does correct me and He does discipline me and He does bring me back when I stumble. But when I'm in those seasons of obedience to God, when I'm in those seasons, those seasons of growth with my relation to God, I need to enjoy them. I need to enjoy those times on the mountaintop. I need to enjoy those times, even in the valleys, when God is with me. Not enjoying the sin, but when I am in trials and temptations and there is no explanation and God is with me. I need to be rejoicing that God loves me enough to walk through those trials and tribulations with me. And so it closes in verse 27 and says, Lo, we have searched it, so it is. Hear it and know that it is for good. Elahaz finishes up by saying, I'm right <laughs> and you need to listen to me. And truly that couldn't have been any farther from the truth. And so tonight, friends, even the most well-meaning people can sometimes lead you astray. Even the most well-meaning Christians can lead you astray. And even the most well-meaning pastors can lead you astray. That's why you need to have a relationship with God that's built upon His Word, 
that can carry you through the good times and the bad. So as always, I want to thank you for watching tonight. I want you to believe what God says about you. Don't believe the lies that Satan will try to fill your mind with. As always, if I can pray for you, if I can help you, if I can do anything for you at all, comment, call me, text me. The church's number is everywhere. We really do treat the hope from the word family just like the 10 mile family. And we want to be there for you. We want to help you and do anything we can to remind you that God loves you. And so do we. And so Lord willing, if we can get three days in a row, I look forward to being with you tomorrow night.